0: And I mean to Jesus be the glory and the honor and God's wonderful people said amen and amen. I want to talk to you today about how do you know God's plan for your life? How do you know when God is speaking to you or when it's the enemy or when it's your own head? You know, I've lived a long life. I've experienced a lot in my life. And that's been one of the biggest how shall I say, questions I've had when I was young. And then the Lord began to show me very beautifully and powerfully his plan for me. And it's been an amazing journey. And I want you to know your plan, God's plan for your life and what God has really for you. And dear Jesus, I thank you for your word. And I thank you for your love. And I thank you for your promises. And I thank you, Lord, for who you are. To you be all the praise. Now, Lord, I pray you'll find that one precious saint that's listening and watching, your son, your daughter. Let them know your will, Lord, and plan for their life so clearly in Jesus' name. And the people said, amen. All right, number one, you have to be in Jesus because in 1 Thessalonians 5.18, Paul says, in everything give thanks, this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. So we cannot know God's plan for our life if we're outside that life <clears throat> called in Christ. And secondly, we have to know what Romans 12.2 says, that we have to renew our minds because with without the word of God in us, we'll never know God's plan for our life because God uses the scripture, you see, So it says to renew your mind that you may prove, that you may know. What is God's will? What is God's plan for you? Without the Bible alive in you and me, it's impossible to really know God's plan and hear, hear God's precious voice. So it says be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may know and prove what is that good, acceptable, perfect will of God. And I think also we have to look for it. In Ephesians 5.17, Paul tells us to look for it. And that's the, the one thing I think people don't realize that we have to do. We have a responsibility, not only to be in Christ Jesus, not only to have the scriptures in us so God can use that to talk to us, but we also have to ask him, Lord, I want to know. And you need to ask God that all the time till you know it. It says, don't be unwise. But be understanding. Understand. You've got to know what the will and plan of the Lord is. So without asking, we're just not going to know. Now, uh, I want to just say something. <clears throat> Let's go to uh, Isaiah 28. There's a There's a great key here about how faith plays in all this. It says, I lay in Zion for a foundation, a stone, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. He that believes will not make haste. He that believes. In other words, faith (coughs) enables us to find God's plan. Without faith, it's not going to work. So number one, You have to be in Jesus. Number two, the word in you. Number three, ask for it if you have to repeatedly till God shows it. But faith has got to be a part of your life because it says he that believes will not make haste, will not mess up basically, will not move before God moves. You know, the Bible says don't be a horse and don't be a mule in the Psalms. Don't be a horse, meaning don't run ahead of God, don't be a mule and you're moving too slow. So, God does not want to say, whoa, 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 or go, go, go. He wants you to be a sheep to follow him. (laughs) And it's always amazed me. You know, years ago, the Lord gave me that word. When I did not know what to do, this was years ago in the 70s. And I'm reading the Psalms, and there it is for me. Don't be like a horse, and don't be like a mule, Benny. Meaning a horse, I got to hold you back, and a mule, I got to push you. So, that's not the way it works. We have to follow. We have to walk with God. We have to be daily in fellowship and so on. And when that happens, then you're able to mature. And then you really know it. Maturity brings clarity. Maturity brings clarity. And you can't mature in the Lord till you do what I've just been telling you. In Jesus, the word in you, pray for it, have faith live it by faith, you grow then, you become mature. So in Hebrews 5, uh, for example, verse 12, it says, you know, the time has come for you to be teachers, but now you need someone to teach you and so on and forth because you've been living on milk and not strong meat. But it says everyone that is using milk unskillfully is still a baby. But strong meat, Ah, this is where we get to know the will of God. I don't think we really get to know God's plan for our life if we're on a, on a, on a skim milk diet. It's just not going to happen. You really will know God's mind for you, God's plan for you, when you are in the meat of the word. Get to know the Bible. Oh, I beg of you, get to know God's word. Because God speaks through his word not in just what he says, but in what he did and how he did it and to whom he did it and so forth. So it says here very clearly, strong meat belongs to them that are of foliage, even those who by reason of what use, use, exercise, have exercised where they cannot discern, they can find out what is the good thing, what is it when it's not God, you know, and so on. So let's, let's get into the nitty-gritty of it. And this is going to really help you. So <clears throat> I believe God has given all of us. Now, when, when you're there, when you're in Christ, the Word is in you, you ask God for his plan for your life, faith is there, now you look for one more thing. And the one more thing is that radar in you, that navigational system, basically. We all have been given a spiritual navigational system which is in us at all times. And it's always working when you have what I just said earlier. You're living in Jesus. The Word is in you. You're praying. Faith is a part of your life. Now that navigational system is at work. It's, it's empowered by that life that we're living. And this is how we know. It says, and this is where Peace, peace, oh dear God. It says, let that navigational system work. And what is it? I'm sure you know it already. It says, let the peace of God rule. Let the peace of God rule. In every matter, wait till you know peace about a situation. If there's no peace, don't even move till you get it. So when you're living in Jesus, the word is in you. Your prayer life is just fine. Your faith is just fine. Peace will be there. And the navigational system is working now. Good. So you'll know when to move and not to move. So it says, let the peace of God rule in your hearts to the which you are called. Okay. Once that's working, let me give you some nitty-gritty things to look at and to think about.
1: The minute you lose that peace, stop. The minute you lose that peace, don't do it. Number two, if confusion sets in, if confusion sets in, don't do it. Anything that is pushed needs to die. Anything that you have to push needs to die. Because if you're pushing it, it's not the lord if it's the lord it
0: happens by itself god's plan happens by itself you don't need to push doors open i'm talking to somebody who needs to hear this you don't need
1: to force it because the second you force it you lose the peace and you suddenly confusion such and
0: the third thing that happens when 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 you really need to say no
1: this is not the thing to do is fear gets in. Fear gets in, and when fear gets in,
0: that's when the when the problems become massive. And when it's not, it, when the Lord's uh, peace is 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 lacking, when confusion is there, when fear is there, it's always short lived. Because when God's plan is really they're being revealed to you. It just keeps coming and coming, and it gets clearer and clearer and clearer and clearer. But a lot of people, you know, when they say, "Well, it, you know," they may start right, but then they, they, their navigational system stops working because they they really quit living the way we ought to live as Christians, and they quit hearing the word of God and receiving the word of God and they quit talking to the Lord and now their faith begins to shake. And next thing you know, there's no peace and there's confusion and there's fear. And the minute that happens, the whole thing stops. It's short-lived. What they began with excitement with is is, is no longer gone, uh, is no, no longer there. And so that is that's a big sign to just put the brakes on. And wait for the peace to return. Get back where the system, your navigational system is at work. And then you'll see blessings. Blessings will come. And when blessings are are produced, ah, you're back on track. You're back on track. And God will do something fantastic. He will also confirm it to you through many different people. When the Lord told me to start OCC, I didn't wanna do it. I honestly
1: did did not wanna be a pastor. But I had such peace about it. And what was so lovely, no confusion with it. Faith was there, even though I didn't want it. And it was long
0: lived, it just kept coming and coming. And everywhere I would go, I'd see the, the blessings of God and then, it began to be confirmed by others. I was in Seattle, Washington, and talking to a young pastor. I said, "It's time to do this now in the city. Now move," because he had everything just going, but he just was afraid to begin to take a step of faith. And because, and then it was confirmed, and I found, found, found out later that others had told him the same thing. So, if it's not confirmed by others, don't do it. You, when God is in it, it's always He'll always send someone and more than one often to confirm it to you and and it's not something that's hasty you know uh, god's plan is never hasty never hasty. if it's hasty it's not the lord because god will never move in haste like that it's it's line upon line precept upon precept here a little there a little it comes slowly it comes slowly because god just the, that's the way he is when he, when he talks to us He talks to us line upon line, precept upon, never hasty, never hasty. So this is really important. Now, when it's the devil, when when it's the enemy talking, or we think it's God and it isn't, there's always fear and there's always insistence you do it now. You insist, no. God will talk to you slowly. Like, for example, when I was in Seattle, I found out that that man, that young man, people had been talking to him for a long time, but he just didn't move, and he was about to miss it. You know. This is what God is just saying to me: do it. But when I say now, it's because he's already been prepared for the for that moment. So when when I say uh, it's 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 not hasty, because God prepares you. you see, God talks to you. And then it builds and builds and builds. Then God confirms it and confirms it. And people tell you, this is the Lord. But there comes a time you need to move when the door is open. See? Because if you don't move, you could lose that moment for your life. And that's, I think, what happened with that gentleman in Seattle. I think there was a door open for him and he just didn't step in. And also, when it's the devil, not only is it insistent, it's also impulsive. Also impulsive. And it's always driving, it's always being forced, always being pushed. It's not the Lord. And there's no faith. And then then you know there's no way I'm gonna move it. You know? And not only that, but <clears throat> it aims to please the flesh. When it's the enemy, it always aims to please the individual rather than pleasing God. And also it's weak there's no strength in it spiritually there's no nothing strong about it you know it's a it's a, it's a weak it's a weak uh, experience uh and that's uh, not not right and 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 when when it's when it's your mind and this is how you know when it's it's really your 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 head talking to you
1: it's always premeditated it's always premeditated you yourself have been talking to yourself basically and when it's it's the
0: mind it's never convicting it's never there's no convicting with it it's like when 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 you don't do it and God is talking to you you feel that conviction in you see but when when it's the when it's the mind when it's your head talking there's no conviction with it and
1: <clears throat> it doesn't produce peace when it's the mind and when it's the mind, it's it's.
0: Uh, Job gives us an amazing uh, portion here about this. Can we just look
1: at it? Job thirty-three, <clears throat>
0: verse twelve. Uh, it says in verse twelve, it says, uh, "Behold, in this thou art not just. I'll answer thee that God is greater than men." Why dost thou strive against him? For he gives not account of any of his matters. For God speaks once, yea, twice, yet man does not perceive it. In a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falls upon man, in slumbering upon the bed, then he opens the ears of men, seals their instruction, that he may withdraw
1: man from his purpose and hide pride from men. He keeps back his soul from the pit, his life
0: from perishing by the sword, that he may
1: withdraw men from his purpose and hide his pride. Wow. So the Lord, you know, comes to us, and it says God
0: speaks once. This is Job thirty-three fourteen. 14. God speaks once twice man is just not getting it God comes in a dream in a vision when deep sleep falls upon a man in slumbering upon the bed then he opens the ears of men and seals their instruction that he may withdraw man from his purpose and his pride and hide pride from men so the problem here it's 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 full of pride and when it's your head it's with you it's always I'm, I'm going to do this. I want to do that for the Lord. It's pride, and this is, I think, when 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 the Lord comes sometimes uh, to stop people, because what they want to do, they they want to satisfy their purpose. They want to satisfy their purpose, um, and really, it fulfills pride. Uh, Job thirty-six talks about that too, and 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 a lot of people just they they want to do it their way. And they want God to bless it. So it says, behold, God is mighty and despiseth not any. He is mighty in strength and wisdom. He preserves not the life of the wicked, but he gives right to the poor. He withdraws not his eyes from the righteous. But with kings are they on the throne. Yea, he doth establish them forever. And they are exalted. And if they be bound in fetters and beholden in cords of affliction, he shows them their work and their transgression that they've exceeded. He opens also their ears to discipline. He commands that they return from iniquity. And then it says, and if they obey and serve him, they'll spend their day in prosperity, years and pleasure. And this is basically the same thing I just said earlier, where where they, they want to fulfill their own pride, you know. And God comes and starts, you know, commands them to stop. And uh, this is something that I think is so important. Uh, If it's not in line with God's word, I think that's the biggest headline I can give you. Is it in line with God's word? Isaiah 820 is a powerful verse about this. I hope this is all helping you what I'm sharing. And please reread those scriptures, especially from Job. Uh, that I just gave you. But in in Isaiah 8.20, it says, to the law and to the testimony, if they speak not according to this word, it's because there's no light in them. So anything that is not in line with Scripture, don't touch it. Now, let me me talk to you about something that may actually surprise you. Uh, Praying in tongues. There's been times in my life When I just could not get it. I just couldn't get clarity on a subject or God's plan. And I just knew to begin praying in tongues because praying in tongues brings refreshing. Because when we pray in tongues, we begin to break all resistance against us. Sometimes the devil tries to interfere with God's plan and he throws things in in your way and people come and... They throw things in your head and there's a lot of, you know, you're listening to too many voices. And praying in tongues clears all that. There's a, there's a powerful tool that God begins to use in uh, removing all resistance and blockages and so forth when you pray in tongues. Because tongues brings incredible refreshing and so the Lord says in Isaiah 28, 11, he said, I will speak to this people with stammering lips and another tongue will I speak to this people. So sometimes if you can't hear God's voice, you'll hear it as you pray in tongues. Now, maybe you've never heard that. I used to hear that from Otto Roberts. Otto Roberts told me many times, when he built ORU, he prayed in tongues, he told me, for days. And 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 suddenly the whole plan for Oral Roberts University became so clear to him because he had to raise uh, oh, millions and millions for it. And he didn't know if this is the Lord or, or not because to build a university, that's a big plan, okay? And it's still there and blessing the world today. But that precious man of God told me how he used to pray in tongues, and wait for the interpretation to come through his own spirit. And I said, tell me more more about that. He said, well, he said, there are times when you don't know what God's plan is and you have to pray in tongues. He said, you do all the right things, but it's still not clear. He said, pray in tongues and wait for God to give you the interpretation yourself. And I never heard that before. I thought, well, maybe someone else has the interpretation. And an, an, an oral said no. He said, "When I really want to hear God, I begin praying in tongues and I wait for the interpretation." And that happened to me more than once in the uh, when I had big decisions. I would just pray in tongues, and suddenly just the confusion lifts and uh, and the blockage leaves, and the devil is silenced because that's what really happens to 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 the enemy. He just you know you shut him down with praying in tongues. It says, so with stammering lips and other tongues, and this is what God says, will I speak? To whom he said, this is the rest wherewith ye may cause the weary to rest. This is the refreshing, yet they would not hear. So God wanted to speak to them, but it just wouldn't do it. And finally, they wouldn't do it and listen. And he says, but the word of the Lord was unto them, please are upon please line upon, upon line. Wow. So this is very important. The other thing I want to say, It's something so powerful and that's Isaiah 30. I hope this is helping you. Really, I hope this is helping you. Uh, Verse 29 and 32. And I'm sure you've experienced this. I have, I know I have. And that's what it says in verse 29, these amazing words. This is Isaiah 30, 30, 29. You shall have a song as in the night when a holy solemnity is kept and gladness of heart as when one goes with a pipe to come into the mountain of the Lord to the mighty one of Israel. And the Lord shall cause his glorious voice to be heard. Did you hear that? That when we sing in the spirit, you'll have a song in the night as when one goes with a pipe to come to the mountain of the Lord to the mighty one of Israel. And you will hear the glorious voice of the Lord. Wow. And through the voice of the Lord, verse 31, shall the Assyrian be beaten down. That's the enemy. So when you pray in tongues and and, and then sing in the spirit, sing in tongues, God not only speaks to you, but he silences the enemy because it says, the Lord will cause through the voice of the Lord will the Assyrian be beaten down. Wow, isn't it powerful? The word of God, I love it. In every place where the grounded staff shall pass, which the Lord shall lay upon him, it shall be with tablets, harps, in battles of shaking will he fight with it. Praying in the spirit and singing in the spirit is so powerful when it comes to hearing the voice of the Lord. And I think it's in these moments when God fills us afresh with the Holy Spirit. All right, so this is what I wanted to share with you. And I believe this is why, remember Paul the apostle, he, he did not know God's plan, and he went to Macedonia, and he was in jail. What was he doing in that prison? Singing. And the plan of God was known to him right there when the jailer came and said, what must I do? And a revival broke out in the city. So here he has a dream. A man says, come help us in Acts 16. He's now in Macedonia. He's in jail. And what do they do? They're praying, and now they're singing to the Lord. And as they're singing to the Lord, God silenced the enemy, shuts him down. The jailer, big earthquake happens. A big, uh, this jailer comes and says, what must I do? And a revival hit the whole place. That is key. So get to pray in tongues and sing in tongues and watch what God will do. Lord, I give you praise for your word. Come on, let's praise him. Let's praise him. I give you praise for your word, Lord. Thank you for what you showed us in your work today. To you be the glory and honor. And God's people said, Amen. Share this teaching with people because that's the biggest question out there. What is God's plan for my life? What do I do with my life? Well, I just showed you how to find it. I found God's plan for my life. And I'm finding it again now as I'm getting older. And the Lord shows me now clearly I'm to help the youth and to strengthen the church. And I'm loving it. You know, in, in, and that's in addition to what God gave me to do as an, as an evangelist. He said, I'm giving you two new assignments, strengthen the church, and reach the youth for the next gen- generation. Okay, Lord, I'm ready. And it's happening. See, now the Lord is fulfilling it because he showed me this is what, and I just jumped in it. Lord, do it for them. Come on, stretch your hands. I'm stretching my hands and heart towards you. Lord, fulfill that in their life. Reveal your plan. Make it so crystal clear crystal clear for each one of them in Jesus holy and blessed name and God's people said amen all right it's time to give to the Lord's work it's time to rejoice giving is a time of joy a time of joy and I'm asking you today to succeed in the work of the Lord listen listen if you want me to keep coming to you daily I I, I cannot do it without your help I cannot do it without your support See? And so I need your. And by the way, a lot of people now are translating my teachings in other languages. We've just hired some new staff members and we're going to go even bigger with social media. Even bigger. Because the platforms are growing and things are moving so big out there. And there's new technologies that God is, I think, going to let us use. So I need your support. I need your help. And the Lord will bless you. Big time for it. Look, you know, I mean, where do you get these teachings? Where do you except from the Bible? And I am giving my time and my energy and my love and my faith to see you blessed. To see you blessed. So it's it's really a privilege to give to God's work. It's a privilege to succeed in the work of the kingdom. And God will bless you, reward you for years to come. Years to come. Giving is the only way for for you and I to receive. We cannot receive without giving. We can't reap until we sow. Ask any farmer. We, we can't receive till we sow something in the Lord's work. Now, Lord, speak to them and bless them as they give. Bless them, Lord. Open heaven over their life. Bless them and prosper them, Lord. Increase them on every side. Let everything they touch prosper. Let everything they do, Lord, go high and up to the mountains. In Jesus' name. Bless them. Bless them greatly financially. In Jesus' name. And God's people said, Amen. You can give. On the platform you're watching me on, you can go to our website, benay.org, or simply text BH, BHM45777,
1: and it's all the info is there for you. Much love to you. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.